And so, as official minister, Florin will come and speak now. Let's just pray for him as he comes up to speak. Father God, we thank you for Florin. We thank you, Lord, for your leading and guiding him to this point. We pray for him now. Father God, as he comes to speak to us, may his words have power and authority. May we have ears to listen what you want to say to us through him. We lift him to you now in Jesus' name. Amen. Jackie and everyone. No pressure, no pressure. I see. I can see. Wow. Isn't God amazing? As a minister, I need glasses. So, first Sunday, officially, in the role of a part-time minister at Adelston Baptist Church. You'll be stuck with me for, a, for, a, for some while. And um, remember, I used to say when I wasn't a minister that I can say whatever I want because I'm not a minister yet. Yeah? Well, now as the minister, whatever I say goes, right? I'm joking. I'm joking. It's all about our Lord Jesus, isn't it? And... Uh, it's about following him. It's about learning from him. And we are indeed grateful for all your support, for all uh, your prayers, for all your, uh, you know, we are in this journey together. And we feel blessed to be surrounded by lovely, dedicated people seeking to follow the Lord. And that's what we're trying to do in this new season, just getting closer to know our Lord Jesus, to know him for our lives, for our church. What is his plan? for us as individuals and as a fellowship. So today we'll carry on from last Sunday's message, which is all about joy, joy, joy in the Lord, joy of knowing him in this busy world that we're living in. So we'll continue to reflect on how can we keep that joy in the Lord in our lives and as a church. And I'm really excited about this message about joy in my first, you know, official Sunday, because it's all about joy. Joy is the, the power, the source from the Holy Spirit who keeps us going. Joy is the power that kept the church going throughout centuries, despite the persecutions and the troubles and um, all the temptations and everything. It was the joy in the Lord, the joy of knowing that our Lord Jesus is the Savior, is the King. So I combined three verses that we touched on before to make a motto for today, a motto that I would like to be the motto at the start of my role as a minister, and for us all, a blessing at ABC. So I combined Zephaniah 3.17, Nehemiah 8.10, and Philippians chapter 4, verses 4.7. Let's see how it sounds. The Lord your God is in your midst. The mighty one will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Isn't that wonderful? So let's take this as a motto for the next season at ABC, for the next season, what, what God has in stores for us. And we want to bring part of heaven at ABC. 
You know, in our Father's prayer, we pray, Your will be done, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. We don't say, you know, in heaven as it is on earth, right? We don't say that. That would be, be awful. We say on earth as it is in heaven because in heaven there is joy. There is joy of being in the presence of the Lord. So we want to pray that joy will come over us here at ABC so that people will see that God is doing works in our midst. In this place, we're going to pray that Lord will give us uh, joy in our hearts. As I mentioned last time, so I'm not referring to the joy, that feeling of, you know, things are going well in our lives. We have a nice car, we have fine clothes. Those are blessings from the Lord, which is fine. He wants you to succeed. But the message is about that spiritual joy, that inner joy, that inner peace that comes from knowing that the Lord uh, Jesus died for us on the cross, that he forgave us, that he has eternal life for us prepared so we can follow him. Just to recap on the key points from last Sunday, you can listen online. We looked at three dangers for the lack of joy in someone's life and three ways to regain that joy in someone's life. So three dangers we talk about when we lose our joy in the Lord, it's very easy for you to be tempted, right? To think that you can find satisfaction outside God's will. Another danger we touch on is that without joy, our ministry for the Lord becomes like an obligation, like a routine without uh, passion. And linked to that point is that lack of joy makes us become like lukewarm Christians. So those were the three dangers. And the three ways to regain the joy, we looked at the fact that joy is not in our power. That gift is the gift of the Holy Spirit and therefore can always be taken back through prayer and staying in the presence of the Lord. And also joy, we can regain the joy remembering God's blessings in our lives. Has anyone started a journal to note down a list with God's blessings in the past? That was a good idea last Sunday, and I would encourage you to do that. And then the last point, it was to stay in obedience of our Lord Jesus, listening to him, to his principles of life. It what brings us joy. So today we're going to carry on, if you agree, with another three dangers. It's always good to know the dangers ahead of us and to be prepared. And uh, three dangers, the first one I was thinking of, there is a danger for people to confuse the source of joy in our lives and to think that is all to do with the level of comfort and the wealth in our lives. But the scriptures, and in particular our Lord Jesus, always reminds us that joy has nothing to do with the, the things we have, the things we possess. And in Luke chapter 12, verse 15, he says, Watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life or joy does not consist in an abundance of possessions. So joy is not based on our securities of what we have. And what about when things are going bad for us? What's going to happen then? And I can give you an example from our life, which is, uh, you know, a challenge. So I was a victim of fraud, by the way, and that's real. And just to raise the awareness as well. So we had the holiday booked, as you know, 
and uh, was a very clever attack, by the way. I've got a text from the holiday company sent directly through the website to me saying, you're going to receive an email to confirm your reservations. We have lots of requests and you need to confirm your reservation. We're going to send you an email to follow the details and so on. So that's what it was. I got an email thinking it's from the company. It was actually a hacker, a very clever hacker. I was thinking maybe the hacker worked for the booking company because he took all my details, obviously email, address and everything. So I followed those instructions believing it's from the holiday company. And the holiday money were gone in minutes. That's what happened. How can you keep the joy in that circumstance? But don't worry, we followed the, sort of the, the route with the company and they recognized the website was hacked, not just for us, but for other customers. So we managed, luckily, thank God, to get the money for the holiday back. But can you imagine the thinking, what's going on? We're just planning for this holiday for a long time. And we pray, dear Lord, help us not to lose our joy just before the holiday. Help us to keep calm and uh, trust in you. So that's an example of things in our lives that can create chaos, isn't it? How do we keep peace and joy in our lives? Is by trusting the Lord and not putting our hearts in the material things. But also, just to be aware of anything you're getting online or via emails. This is a, a real, a real um, danger. Remember also from the scripture, Zacchaeus, in Luke chapter 19, before he met Jesus, the joy of his life was what? To collect taxes, to count the money he got. But when he met Jesus, it says he was short, so he, was, he climbed on a tree to see Jesus. And then he came down um, and welcomed Jesus gladly with joy. And the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to, the guest of a, to be a guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possession to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. So until Zacchaeus met Jesus, we can see the joy of his life was the possessions he had. But when he met Jesus, he counted everything as nothing. Full of joy, he said, I don't care anymore about that because I found the real treasure in my life. He found Jesus. We all have financial needs, right? And even as a church, we know we have financial needs. Uh, as we saw, we can't afford a full-time minister, but God has provided, hasn't he, for us? We got a minister, praise the Lord. Now, you know, as they say, you get what you pay for, don't you? You know, that's another story, foreign accent and so on. But that's fine. God is helping us in everything. He is with us. He is there to remind us the, the battle that's happening in our lives to steal our joy in the Lord. And we are reminded in the scripture as well, in Romans chapter 14, verse 17, it says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So if one of those elements is missing from someone's life, there is no real joy. So we read here righteousness. Righteousness, knowing we are forgiven through the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus. Peace that comes knowing our Lord in our lives, knowing that our sins are forgiven. And joy in the Holy Spirit, knowing that one day we will be in the presence of our Lord. All these elements 
are a gift from God. So having joy, remaining positive in our circumstances, trusting the Lord, that is a gift from God through the Holy Spirit from our Lord Jesus. So let's remember that danger. The second danger I was thinking of today is that the lack of joy makes us stuck in our spiritual life, not growing in faith. And lack of devotional life, it's hard to rejoice in the Lord. And I have another funny story here. So today, you're going to find out a bit more about the minister you've appointed, you know. So we moved in the months and very grateful again to everyone and all for their hard work. Really lovely, really clean. So we settled in. We still have a lot of things to do. Um, but yeah, we, we were happy until one day something happened to me, an adventure. I went in the garage to put something in. The door shut behind me. And you guess it, I was stuck in the garage. <laughs> when I tried to open the door, it was all stuck and locked. You couldn't open it. So there you go. What a nice day to start your career as a part-time minister locked in the garage, right? Preparing a sermon about joy. How about that? <laughs> of course, I started to shout, Maria, Matthew, Luca. But of course, they were busy with their own stuff. Nobody could hear me. And you won't believe what uh, my first thought was, actually, in that circumstance. You know what I was thinking? I said, Ben, you know, Ben is our previous minister. You did it, mate. What a good prank. I thought Ben stuck me in the garage. That's obviously, that's a joke. That's a joke. So what happened is I didn't have any tools, but I found an old big knife that I used to um, make use of it in my previous garden, right? I can see some people's faces here worrying about the man's garden. If I'm going to do it with a knife, you can imagine. Too late now. That's uh, in good hands. So I used that old knife and unscrew the handle from inside. And that's how I managed to get out of the garage. But that's, you know, it's life. It's life, isn't it? Things happen. And I had work to do and I had a lot of things to do. But anyway, while I was sitting there stuck in the garage and thinking... You know, I realized how people must feel when they are stuck in their life in different, in different circumstances. Maybe stuck in their spiritual life, maybe stuck in a routine, maybe stuck in a very toxic relationship, maybe stuck in a sinful rhythm, a sinful circle, trapped in their sinful behaviors. There is no joy, isn't it? But the good news we have is that's why Jesus came on this earth to give us freedom from those things, to free the oppressed, to free the ones that are chained in their sins. And um, we look at his induction service in our Lord Jesus' ministry. He says in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, when he stood up and read in that congregation, he said, the spirit of the, of the Lord is on me. Because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind to set the oppressed free. This, my friends, is the good news that we're proclaiming from this place. God, our Lord Jesus, came on earth to set us free from the things we are stuck in, for the things we are trapped. And the, the message is, 
Let's get to know him more. Let's get to understand him more. And that's how joy will come in our lives. And the third danger I wanted to touch on is that lack of joy in someone's life brings about unproductivity. Unproductivity. When you do things with lack of joy, at the personal level, in your professional environment, and also in the church, there is unproductivity. And let's look as a glimpse and as a reminder of the initial church in Acts chapter 2, verses 46-47, what attitude they had when they started to following the Lord. Every day, it says in here, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad, with joy, and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to the number daily those who were being saved. Everything they did initially as a fellowship, they did it under the umbrella of joy. Isn't that wonderful? So people could see the joy they have. What's going on with these people? Why are they so excited? Why are they so passionate about Jesus was dead on the cross. He was buried. What happened with them? So from this place, let's pray that we as individuals, we regain that joy of knowing that Jesus is alive. He's sitting at the right side of God, and he's helping us through the Holy Spirit to go and proclaim that good news. You know, neglecting God's given gifts in our lives also brings us sadness and frustration. So the question today is, what are the gifts that God has given us that we haven't used for a while? You know, you have talents, you have gifts that gives you pleasure from doing them, from practicing them. So the question this morning, is there anything that brings you joy that you haven't done it for a while? And let's pray that God will help us to do those things and honoring him. You know, working for our Lord Jesus in any capacity, in any ministry, it's an honor of serving him. Thank you, God, for using me for your purposes. Thank you, Jesus, for using uh, my life, my skills for expanding your kingdom. That is the right attitude. And the results are amazing when you do something with joy and passion. Things are starting to work out and bring joy and productivity. So those were the three things as dangers. And now let's focus on three ways, carrying on from last time, how we can maintain or regain the joy in our lives. The first point this morning is an interesting one. To bring back joy in your life, in my life, is to rejoice with those who rejoice. Right? You know, joy is contagious. Some is as negativity. You go into an environment where everyone is like grumpy and negative, and you suddenly feel like, oh. You go in an environment where people are just joyful and full of ideas and you know, things to do, carry on, and suddenly you have some ideas as well. Rejoice with those who rejoice, helping, encouraging, supporting others. That's how we can regain the joy in our lives, bringing people to faith. And this, this verse in Romans chapter 15, verse 14, it says, Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. You know, sometimes it's easier to mourn with those who mourn because obviously you feel sorry for them and you just go and be there for them. But sometimes it's difficult to rejoice with those who rejoice, isn't it? 
Because how about when you have challenges in your life? Could you rejoice with those who rejoice? If you fail to get a place at uni, for example, as a young man, could you rejoice with your friends who did? If you maybe were made redundant or you don't have a job, would you be able to rejoice with those who maybe got a promotion, not that just had the job? You see, we're talking about that joy that is a supernatural joy, a joy that comes from the Holy Spirit in our hearts to rejoice for others in the fellowship, you know. The moment we start to compare our lives with others, the joy disappears, right? Because there will always be someone smarter than me to be able to get out of a garage quicker than I did, right? There will always be someone better than me singing. There will always be someone cleverer than me and so on. The moment we start to compare with others, joy disappears. And very quickly, if you remember the parable in the vineyard with the workers, a landowner got workers to work for him. Some started in the morning, some started at lunchtime, some started in the evening, and he promised them a fair pay. You agreed with that, you signed a contract, right? And the end of the day, when he started paying the people the amount he, he agreed, those ones starting in the morning started to be sad and angry. Well, why did you get those who started at five the same amount as us? We worked from the morning. So they lost their joy from what they received from God. Isn't that sometimes the story with us when we look probably at people and say, they don't even go to church. Look how wealthy they are, right? They don't even work. They seem to be doing well. So let's focus on the things that God has promised us, on the things that he has given us in our lives, and thank him for that. And be, be joyful when other people in our fellowship are doing well. As we remember the baptism we had with Chris, Priscilla, and Daniel, how joyful we were that day, weren't they? Weren't we? For them, for the fact that they made that decision. So rejoice with others when they're rejoicing. That's the lesson for today. The second point, how we can maintain and regain the joy in our life, is to set Jesus as an example for our lives. He is the example for us. People can disappoint you, but Jesus will never disappoint you. He says in John chapter 10, verses 7 10, Very truly I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers of what? Of joy, maybe. But the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, what? The joy. And kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So I pray here at ABC that we trust our Lord Jesus and take him as an example. You know, we sometimes talk about him suffering on the cross for a few hours and, you know, all that. Um, physical and physical and psychical suffering he had. But we forget the fact that actually he suffered for us a whole his life. He decided to give up his glory, to give up the, his presence in the Father in heaven and took a human form on this earth, not for a day, not for a few hours, but for 30, 33 years or so on this earth. Why? Do you know why? There is a very powerful verse in Hebrew 
chapter 12, 2, which we read before. Why did he do that? He says here, For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will now grow weary and lose heart. In other words, that we will not lose our joy in him. So you see, even for Lord Jesus, the joy was a powerful motivator. He did what he did for the joy of seeing us believing in him. Do we get that? He suffered on the cross. He suffered for 30 years. He decided to come on earth. Why? For the joy of us in 2023, Adelstone Baptist Church, believing in his word and following him. Isn't that amazing? For the joy set before him. So God intended us to have his joy. Set him as an example in our lives and the joy will flow. And the last point, how we can keep the joy in our Lord. And we talked about this before, but I think it's very important as well. Always remember your identity in the Lord Jesus Christ. We are redeemed through his sacrifice and we are all children of God. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter how young or old you are. You are a child of God. And in Romans 8, 14, 17, it says, For those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves, so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought you about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with your, our spirit that we are God's children. Amen. Remember Paul and Sila when they were in prison and they were suffering? They were able to sing praises to God. How is that possible? What kind of joy is that? That's the joy given through the Holy Spirit. They were singing, and when they were singing, if we read in Acts 16, the chain came loose and the earth started to shake. You see, when we are singing praises to our Lord with joy, the earth is shaken and people can become free again. The chains can become loose in their lives to find our Lord Jesus and the joy of following him. So to end this morning, the reason for which our Lord Jesus came on earth was because he loved you, was because he loved me. Do we have his joy in our lives? And if not, I would encourage you not to leave this place until you find that joy. And if you need prayer, I'll be able to pray for you. Anyone in the leadership, we can pray for you at the end of the service to receive the joy in our Lord Jesus Christ, knowing him as your Lord and Savior. And I will end today's message with the motto I had at the beginning. At the start of this message, I just want to declare this motto as the beginning of a new season, as I said, for Adelston Baptist Church. And praying a blessing over you all and over the people who couldn't make it today and people who will visit us in the future. I take this as a message from God, as an encouragement. And let's read it again, but this time to put Adelston Baptist Church in the text, shall we? The Lord your God is in the midst of Adelston Baptist Church. The Mighty One will save the fellowship at ABC. He will rejoice over ABC with gladness. 
He will quiet ABC with his love. He will rejoice over ABC with singing, for the joy of the Lord is the ABC strength. ABC, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice, people at Adelston Baptist Church. Amen? So help us, God, this morning to feel, to have that joy in our lives forever and ever. Amen.